Hi everybody, welcome back to Talks with Miri. So, right off the bat, I'm gonna say that if I at any point sound like whack or super, you know, like cloudy and sicky, um, I'd like to thank my Rugrat friends for that because for some odd reason, you know, when they get sick, they like to spend even more time with me and that's just great and fantastic. But nonetheless, welcome back to Talks with Miri. So sorry for the long gap been hectic like past two weeks but i am back and i am excited and i'm gonna explain this new era and then i'm gonna tell you guys what i'm gonna do with the panel requests or the like social media requests and then i'm gonna go into today's topic so this um, particular episode is going to be a little bit all over the place. I'm going to continue to explain the whole yellow era. I just want to, you know, sum it up and explain what this new cliche-ish vibe that I'm going to be on for a little bit. But, you know, I feel like it's the best I've ever been. I'm healthy. I am happy. And I have this whole new sense of freedom, etc. You know, it's a very cliche thing to explain. But I feel like basically yellow was the best way to summarize it to explain where I am in life and where I want to go in life. And then as for the social media requests, I have those and I'm going to be doing them with the panels. The next one I'm going to start with is going to be dating in the 21st century. And I'm really excited for that one. Um, Can't wait for the Tease Village there because I have a couple and then I want to have another single person. And then I'm going to talk about growth and this podcast might be a little sugary and a little bit all over the place. But bear with me. They'll be more organized next. I just wanted to come explain my absence, then explain my rebirth, and then explain the yellow era, and then just, you know, let you guys know where I'm at, where it's going to be, and I'm really excited. addressing what the actual topic is for this podcast going to be all over the place but starting with mindfulness um mindfulness which technically links into growth which is what's actually been occurring to me during my hiatus my internal growth and that's not saying like i had some whole episode where i like was lying on the floor contemplating my absolute entire existence and what it means to be alive though that is something that everyone should go through at one point but that's not necessarily what happened what had happened was I just all of a sudden was more mindful of my negative traits and not in a manner to attack myself but I was trying to figure out how can I be a better version of me sounds so cliche I know I know the epitome of cliche was that entire sentence however bear with me here in doing that in assessing who I am as an individual my strengths and my weaknesses I've been able to not I don't know, I don't want to say that um, I was never aware of like my negative traits, for example, but I never wanted to work on them, if that makes sense. Like, like for example, I'm an impatient human being. I did, like, it's so ridiculous. I'm not saying everything makes me impatient, but the stupidest things make me impatient or agitated or irritated. And I always knew this, but it was always just like, it's fine. Like, doesn't happen a lot so it doesn't matter but in this new era of self-realization self-actualization and trying to make myself a better me i was like okay you know let's identify it 
impatience and you know a whole new manner of flows and tools etc being implored to deal with it and i really gotta call myself out when it happens you know it, it can no longer be a situation where someone is like geez why are you so irritated like it was just so you know no no it's something that i have to realize for myself and that got me to realize there's a bunch of people with a bunch of different kryptonites if you will there's someone who feels too much there's someone who feels too little there's someone who thinks too much there's someone who thinks too little there is someone absolutely absorbed in narcissistic behavior and there is someone who can't see outside of everyone else and doesn't look at themselves and these are things which need to kind of be identified by ourselves in order to fix them and grow them we can no longer be in denial of what it is that does not make us perfect if that makes sense and again i know i know i know i know i sound so cliche (laughs) oh it even sounds so weird to say um but it's something that i do want for people to get to a stage where because i know like for example i've addressed this i've never really had an issue with my confidence but i can identify that there are people who deal a lot with anxiety and fear of what people may think or say or people who just don't don't feel comfortable enough to say what they want to say out loud and i hate that so much i really do i wish i could just go around injecting people with confidence to be who they want to be say what they want to say love who you want to love do what you want to do you know all about it but i will say that for you to gain confidence or in order for you to achieve a level of comfortability with yourself you know the kind that doesn't make you feel threatened enough to speak out you need to be able to accept that you are not perfect and you need to be able to realize that no one was ever going to be perfect no one's expecting you to be perfect so that being said this new growth of mine but yeah i wouldn't really say it was growth like in the i don't give a fuck episode or no there was the art of not giving a fuck episode like i always knew like okay nobody's perfect but i never really explored fixing it if that makes sense i always just thought it was black and white you're good this is bad move on with it but the realization to me that i want to fix it i want it to be healthier for you know my future relationships romantic platonic my future work life etc and i want to do it plus you know there's a cycle here that needs to change because you know my friends quite blatantly yes that's another reason my friends quite blatantly attacked me as having a terrible taste in the opposite sex and then you 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 know i can't complain because you attract what you attract so i need to be healthy in order to attract healthy if that makes sense and like i said this episode really is going to be quite all over the place it's just musings from the mind and the established structured episodes will be back next um sunday i want to do the panel episode on sunday because you know these monday to fridays are getting super busy at this time of year so i'll probably do it next sunday or if we're lucky and there's some divine interference wednesday and i'd really like to do it this week i promise i'll be going back to wednesday and sunday no more life getting in the way I'm going to talk about my opinion on news because like I said this thing is all over the place and I did not even know like where to start 
And so I'm gonna start on Sudan. Guys, Sudan is fine and it's happy now. And you guys can change the blue profile pictures or not. It's up to you guys, but some progress has been made, and I just find it really cute that people are able to band together and to make a positive change, even though it was through social media and it wasn't the hugest change. It was literally just spreading the awareness about the issue. Like, it may have seemed so insignificant, but it put enough pressure on the Sudanese um, the governments and the Sudanese dictators, if you will, dictators at the time. You know that people are watching and it's kind of harder to fuck up when people are watching. Like, it makes it like, you know, the mass genocide, you know, it makes it kind of harder now. Because now, you know, it, like, it's in black and white, you know, there's no way you can cover it up. But the little lie because everybody was too busy on their phones. You see, we made the phones work for us this time. And then there's the, the Cape Flat situation um, in Cape Town. Cape Towns in South Africa. There's the Cape Flats. I guess it's like the Compton of South Africa. Um, it's just you know an area where again people were placed, you know, economically, systematically disadvantaged, and now there's a, a lot of um, gang violence, gang robbery, shootings there. Guys, like over 50 people have been shot in the past week or two weeks. I need to check that I stand to be corrected there. And not a lot of people are talking about it. And, you know, at this point, we know the media. We know why they're not talking about it. But it's just really, it's really sad that we're still in this point particularly. And it's really sad that even if there was an intervention at this stage probably wouldn't even help for that generation or maybe save the kids you know so i keep thinking about actually because the effects of um your surroundings because everyone's been disadvantaged so realistically a day in the life of someone who lives in the cape flats or kailicha or soweto or anywhere that's disadvantaged is you're born your mom is always working your dad is either always working always drinking or prison dead one of those options right so your mom has you usually it's a high number of kids because there's not a lot of education on contraceptive use of family planning and they usually started you know having sex at like 14 15 anyway so be maybe a family of three to family of six kids nobody is home nobody's home fine that gives you free reign and as a teenager boy or girl you're gonna go out it's gonna happen the boys are very likely to be attracted to the gangs because the gangs offer a form of stability a family a support group in a very twisted way they support each other through a very sad situation and then you have the females who may either look to replace this through through going out through drinking through alcohol through boys so now you have this come gang violence increases it's what they know so even if anybody were to come and be like oh my gosh you know what i have this magical solution that i'm gonna do for the media no more guns we're finally gonna make police care but it's a it's a social issue monkey see monkey do and i'm not saying this in like any racial connotation because people like to always imply but it generally is a saying that what you have seeing your parents or the people around you do is a behavior that you're most likely going to emulate 
So I genuinely would think wouldn't it better help us to focus more on the kids? How are we going to help the kids? What are we going to do with the kids? And I'm not saying the adults are a lost cause, but I'm saying that it's harder to reverse what you've known all your life than it is to be taught the right thing. And it's very sad that we're here, but there's there's so much anger from black people and colored people in South Africa about what apartheid did. Um, there's a lot of anger from black people across the world. I'm not sure how it works for colored people internationally, but I assume it's generally the same struggle. There is a whole lot of anger there and a whole lot of unfairness there and it's forever going to be there but i think now we need to start playing catch up the world knows we're angry and those who keep denying it well i feel like people like to say um racial or you know very controversial things for a form of internet clout now we can't buy into that we need to be playing catch up which is genuinely why we gotta love black people like wholeheartedly like that new um beyonce the lion king the gift album or the general lion king soundtrack that she produced things like this even if the music isn't necessarily your vibe just stream it for the culture okay billboard that list needs more diversity because i swear there are songs there that i've never even heard Maybe it's radio play. I'm not really a radio person, but Billboard needs more diversity. As a black person, I'm just very angry at Billboard, okay? It seems very little fishy business there with what exactly gets placed where, but that's another story for another day. The point is, just do things for the culture. That's not saying that you only do stuff that are black-owned, black this, black that. But, you know, we genuinely really need to show each other more love and support and kindness which is actually what happened to me this week and it was really nice but i explain that again later and um i don't know just love people man you gotta love people like look at asap rocky which is another tricky situation so he gets arrested for um having a street fight with this guy said he was following him that he harassed some women and you know and on the face on the surface of this is like oh this honorable man asap rocky and then they get his old interviews 2014 2016 where he's starting off with black women shouldn't wear red lipstick which by the way i slay very well so i don't know what he meant there and the second one um where he he referenced how he doesn't need to care about issues that aren't where he lives because he lives in you know, a fabulous lifestyle darling you should only talk to him about things that um, apply to him so this got me thinking that yes okay he's in a position of power he can address the black youth and the world as a whole he should not be saying things this ignorant he can't afford to say things this ignorant but then it got me thinking um what what is this, the, the limitation on growth because we as as a society we get super angry whenever we find something old that someone said it becomes very like oh my gosh i can't believe you did this you thought that but then we all grow don't we because i was thinking there's probably some things that i said two three four years ago which if we're to be brought up now completely misconstrue who i am now misconstrue did I say misconstrue? Yes, I did. But completely misconstrue who I am now and what I believe in now. Because growth is a natural thing. 
So what is the limitation on growth? Is it now that because you're in the public eye, you're never allowed to mess up? But to a certain level, there should be an allowance. You're human. But the things that you mess up with, though, also do matter. It's a very wishy-washy area. And then that led me on to what Russ said. We need to come back with that. something that I found really interesting that Russ has said ages ago and I finally found it because like I said this is literally just musings out my mind real time and Russ had said that the industry owned and ran by white people uses young naive financially desperate black kids to perpetuate negative black stereotypes that in turn hold back and further destroy the black community black kids are being used as weapons of mass destruction against their own people as a guest in the house of hip-hop I can't just come in here and take and take which is what white people historically do to anything black created. I have had to give back to the culture that's allowing me to take care of myself and my family, and I try to do that by shedding light. On music business pitfalls to avoid other things that I've learned that I feel could benefit anybody who's trying to navigate this industry. I know a lot of time than how is harsh, but I want everyone to win on their own terms and not get swindled. I hope you guys understand that. And then he went on to say... By the way, it's a very good interview. If you guys watched um, Russ's pull-up interview with Joe Budden, it's really good. He went on to say, Where did I say all white people are evil? I'm talking about a very specific thing. White people, yes, old white people own the music industry contractually and are the ones who decide which black kids get signed, even though the black kids they sign, they themselves do not allow their own kid to associate with them. They have too much power over something that they didn't create and that they don't own. It's that simple. The whole skin color doesn't matter. It's 2019 narrative from a white person is wildly convenient and your privilege is screaming. Black people get reminded their skin color matters in ways we can never understand. And he said we because he's white. So other side, but he still understands us. Can never understand because we have the privilege of not being systematically plotted against due to our skin color. So how nice for us that we simply get to conveniently not care about skin color. Wake up. No one's trying to divide anyone. It's about making the white people who might be unaware aware so that we can have real equality. Not, I have a black friend, so I'm not racist equality. Um, Elaborating on this, I mean, it's pretty black and white. He did highlight something that's been happening since like the Tupac era where, oh my gosh, it's been such a big question of why hip-hop is rarely run by black people. And yeah, you can say we have people like Diddy now who've come up and they're trying to equate it. We have more, you know, black-run labels. But even then, the things that they continue to push, and I'm not saying it's not a real struggle. I know that trap music is mainly about we made it out of the struggle. I'm so happy. I made my money. I fuck the bitches that I want to now and if I want to I can get absurdly high and I'm not gonna say that I don't vibe to trap music it's a vibe and it is a part of black culture but he has raised a significant point to the fact that one white people would not even associate with these people themselves yet they get their money from them and two for for privileged black people where we have access to the news etc we can differentiate and we know when to stop when a song is a song and when it's real life but for kids who haven't been afforded the opportunities that all of us have been afforded, for the kids that are still in the hoods of the world, and I say that in inverted commas, and this is all they're getting on a daily basis, this is what they inject, this is what they see successful black people singing and rapping about doing to get there, then can we be mad at people like Tay-K? 
can we be mad that it's it wasn't even a second thought to kill someone or can we not even find it weird that we were literally i don't even say we i didn't really hear a black person play murder on my mind i don't think any of my friends played it i didn't play but um I'm not saying why was it why in w kelly something like that something he had um mixed personalities that was one that i listened to but um for the most part i think and i stand to be corrected again that i do not think that black people are the ones that make that song popular to that extent but if they were those who indulged and went into it the amount of clout and recognition and money that this kid is still getting can we genuinely be surprised if it's still not a second thought for black people to be killing each other off we keep saying okay like for example in Nipsey Hussle situation and he got shot by gang related activity and it was very sad and very stupid and pointless but what circumstances did the shooter have growing up around him the influences because I think as black people we do do a lot of systematic damage which is another reason why we're so disadvantaged. It wasn't just the colonialism and the racism. It's still instilled in us. The fact that we still have a whole colorism issue. We are literally, quite frankly, in real time, right now, our own worst enemy. There's this um, thing where they posted this cute little black baby and someone decides to come this way you don't smoke when you're pregnant. Or the fact that still black people are asked this question, do you prefer light or dark skin? Like, like it's a, it's a... It's a character trait, like, it's something that should even be considered when you're looking for someone, and it should not, because you don't ever see a white person on a date going, um, do you prefer tan or untan? Um, if you prefer them tan, or then I can't be with you. And it's funny how the very same people who hated us for being black are trying to get darker, while majority of black people are just trying to get lighter. It doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, yeah, this is really all over the place. Musings, musings. I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Why did I even end up on the rest thing anyway? Something I said made me go there. But point is, I don't know, man. It's just, we gotta really look at, as black people, what we really do encourage ourselves to indulge in. What is black culture? Because we make black culture sticking together and it's positive and we're all on the same team. But are we also responsible for some of our pitfalls not all of them like the economic disadvantage all that but that was not caused by us but the things like having one of the highest murder rates amongst ourselves i think we still have time to change that but it's up to us we got to change what we allow our young black youth to consume what it is we say what it is we celebrate because black people we keep celebrating like trap and rap and it's like that's the only way to really be successful and we do there is a section of us that show love to the doctors and the lawyers and etc but it's not enough and majority of the time the ones that do make it there have to sell out a part of the blackness anyway it's such a complicated pie i don't even know how to summarize it but definitely this music thing it, it struck a chord with me with something else that was rather interesting that i again had found ages ago but it's come to me now now that i've started on this road and i don't know if it was a book or no it was a book about why i'm no longer talking about race with um 
white people. I wish I could remember who the author was. Oh my god. Um, sorry if you get offended by oh my god, by the way, but it's escaped me. But um, the book was basically explaining that it's a very redundant conversation to have. And I can understand to a certain extent there are some types of white people who just won't get it. There's, because it's some people learn by being in and doing and we can't trade skin colors for a day if you know what i mean like there was this actress i can't remember again who it was but um she had adopted a black son and she was noting stuff that that's when her eyes finally opened up to racism because it would be stuff like there were these kids playing at the park and they'd push each other on the swings and then her little you know i think it was a black little cute daughter would get on the swing no one would push her and um, she was like, these little things which she had never noticed before were starting to become apparent to her. She was like, that's when she realized that racism is a real thing and there's a real disadvantage. But if that's the only way that some peop- white people are going to realize, it's not realistic, is it? It's far from realistic. So, I don't know. We can engage in conversations with race against white people because it's working there are some people who are getting it we have some russes in the world but then there are others who i think just take advantage of that conversation and just literally use it to press their beliefs on to people if i'm making sense and that defeats the whole purpose of this um it's a very it's a very complicated thing race discussing race um working on solutions to fix race making race an equal thing super complicated and I know I, I wonder what the world would be like like 10 years from now or five years from now and I generally wonder like will we get to the stage where it's no longer even a debated topic because everything's even or is it going to be like the industrial revolution or like a war has to happen for people to finally plateau and let it even out you know we need some more Mansa Musa's back we need that section of African history to come back but so much systematic damage has been done to Africa and that's the hub of black people so I don't know I don't know very sad topic but um nonetheless we don't give up i am so sorry that this went from growth to being (laughs) depressing (laughs) or informative however you view race as an individual if it made you uncomfortable it shouldn't be it's an open discussion that doesn't um promote any um harmful racial views should be listened to with an open mind if you're uncomfortable that means you feel attacked and if you feel attacked that shows more about you than it does about me. If you've made it this far, I want to thank you for your patience with my musings and thank you for your support. It means a lot more than you'll ever know. I'm going to leave you guys with a quote by Hunter S. Thompson and he says, We are all alone born alone die alone and in spite of true romance magazines we shall all someday look back on our lives and see that in spite of our company we were alone the whole way i do not say lonely at least not all the time but essentially and finally alone this is what makes your self-respect so important and i don't see how you can respect yourself if you look in the hearts and minds of others for your happiness